This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray, literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived, put it on his toe before he went to bed. And the next morning he was like, mom, my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 238 with Dana Malstaff. Show notes for this episode, including all links mentioned in the episode and any discount codes for our sponsors can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 238. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by Studio. Save 15% off all Studio headphones, including their new wireless earbuds, by going to studio.com. That's S U D I O.com and using the code S M A at checkout. This episode of the Shameless Mom Academy is brought to you by Canvas People. To get your free 11 by 14 canvas print you just pay shipping, go to canvaspeople.com and use the code SHAMELESS. Again, that's canvaspeople.com and use the code SHAMELESS. This episode is brought to you by Prep Dish. Prep Dish is a paleo gluten-free subscription-based meal planning service. To get your first two weeks of meal plans, recipes, and grocery lists for free, go to prepdish.com slash shameless. That's prepdish.com slash shameless. Hey, mamas, just a friendly reminder for you to pop over to our new Facebook group before you get started listening today. So we have a new Facebook group bursting with new members. It's growing so fast. I can barely keep up with it, but I'm loving the connection, the community and the conversations that are happening over there. So pop over to shamelessmom.com slash Facebook to get into the Shameless Mom Every Damn Day Facebook group. All right. And now our guest for today. I'm so excited to introduce you to Dana Malstaff. Dana is the CEO and the founder of Boss Mom. She is a mother of two, an author, business strategist, podcaster, blind spot reducer, and movement maker. She is the author of Boss Mom, the ultimate guide to raising a business and nurturing your family like a pro. With over 9,000 students in various courses and a 20,000 member community, Dana has 10 years of experience in content creation, marketing, sales, community building, and business strategy. She grew the Boss Mom brand to a six-figure business in less than a year, and her Boss Mom movement is all about losing the guilt when it comes to raising businesses and babies at the same time. She believes that pursuing our passions and building our dreams while including our children in the process is the best way to build thriving businesses and families. I met Dana a few months ago at an event, and it was after a big, huge event where we had been with thousands of people for multiple days, and then we got to go to this tiny little event on like the fourth day or so, 
And it was magical and amazing. And we ended up sitting next to each other and she shared really vulnerably some of the stuff that was going on in her personal life and the impact that was having on her business at the time. And she dove into her shameless new life as a recent divorcee. And I immediately was like, oh my gosh, I need to have her on the show to talk about this. So she was talking about the impact of her recent divorce and just about the impact of major transitions on moms and businesswomen's lives. And I really wanted her to come on and share some of that story and wisdom with you all. So listen in to hear Dana share what inspired her boss mom movement, the power of proactive crying, when you're not a kid person, quote unquote, but you are a parent, the difference between feeling like a mom and feeling like a woman, how getting to know herself better led to her divorce, why you need to spend more time naked, and her philosophy that hope is not in the situation, it is in the solution. I loved this conversation with Anna. I'm so delighted and honored to be connected to her here, and I'm so excited to share her with you. So let's dive in with Dana Malstaff. Dana Malstaff, thank you so much for joining me today on the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm so excited to have you here. Sarah, I am pumped to be here. So I have to tell everyone a little bit about how we met. Your name actually had come up in a couple different conversations, just about amazing moms who have amazing podcast kinds of things. <laughs> but then we had the opportunity to go to this like little kind of retreat day, workshoppy day after an event a few months ago. And we ended up sitting next to each other and just started chatting and had like some really cool, vulnerable conversation. And by the end, I was like, okay, I have to have you on my show. So I'm really, really excited that we got to make this happen. Yeah, absolutely. That was a good day. It was. It was a fun day. I feel like it's always a good day when you cry and you laugh <laughs> and you try and do headstands and like all those things happen in one day. I feel like it's a good day. Totally, totally. And we had been prior to that. That was like day four, I think, of having the prior three days we'd been around like 5,000 people at a conference or something. So that mm -hmm. day was like 20 people. And it was really nice to just have 20 it people was. and not 5,000. <laughs> It was. And you just kind of sat, you lounge. I think I was in like a beach chair in a living room. <laughs> we were in camping. There was like camping chairs in the middle of a living room. Yeah, like we should have been at a great. campfire, but we were in the middle of an Airbnb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think too, because it was a group of really successful entrepreneurs. And so just to be in this space, like there's this really nice sense of like the world being a normal place when yes. we hang out and we see online all these famous people or people we think are famous or people mm -hmm. that are out making all these amazing things happen. And then you just get to be normal with those yeah. same people. Yes. Like I've met a woman who I was getting my kids haircut and I had my like the boss mom decal in the front of my computer and I was trying to work because it was President's Day and I forgot that the kids had no school. So <laughs> oh my gosh, I get that all the time. There. There's damn days off of school. Yeah. I always forget them. Yep. Yep. So I've got my computer. I'm trying to like still do the things and like help the people and be on calls and stuff while both my kids are getting, I think their haircut. But the woman like said, oh, you're boss mom. Like I was like, yeah, I'm boss mom. But I'm like on a call and everything. And she Facebook messaged me the next day and she goes, I've been having a really hard week and she goes, and it was amazing to see you have kids, interact with your kids, still get work done. You looked like you had showered that day, which is a miracle like that I had, <laughs> you know, and all these things. And she's just like, you totally gave me hope that like I can do those things and hold it together and it's good. And I was like, that's hilarious because I felt like I was a hot mess. Oh, that's <laughs> so funny. Well, I've actually talked about that day and I've had a, multiple experiences like this where it's so humanizing to see people where you're like, well, that person, I'm sure they're way more successful than me and they have it way more together than me or whatever. You have all these like preconceived notions where you put people on a pedestal and you like knock yourself off of one. And so when you have those humanizing experiences where you're like, we're all the same. <laughs> it's so yeah, great. Yeah. We're just all the same. It's so simple. I know. And that's one of the beautiful things I think what I love about your podcast, that shameless aspect mm. is that the same, like we all have things that happen. We all right. have times where everything goes wrong. Right. We all have times where everything goes right. We all have times where everything's in the middle. Like we all cry. We all laugh. We all do all those things. We all do things we're embarrassed about and we don't want anybody to know about and those <laughs> things that we feel so proud about that we feel bad that we're so proud about them. And, right. you know, like it's just everybody is a human being. Totally. And some people are more public about being normal than others. But like, I think that's the thing is like the shamelessness of all of our lives comes when we just recognize we're all just people 
bumping into each other in the world. <laughs> totally, totally. I love that. And that's such a great segue. Into the, actually, one of the first things I wanted to talk to you about was kind of shamelessness in your life in the last year or so and what that's looked like. So before we dive in there, tell us a little bit about where you've come from up to like a year ago. And then, and I don't know if a year ago is even the specifically correct timeline. So you can adjust that if you need to, but I know there was a big shameless shift for you. So talk about life before that and life since then and what that experience has been like in terms of you being more shameless and living more shamelessly. Oh gosh, almost got to be a little over five years ago now, I quit my job and started my own consulting business, immediately got pregnant. So for anybody that doesn't know my story, I'm just going to do it real short and sweet. But yeah, I basically everybody went out and got me drunk the <laughs> night that I quit my job. And then I As pregnant. all good friends do. <laughs> yeah. And my body was like, oh, so you're not going to work 15 hour days. We should probably have a baby. And I was like, right. gosh, darn it. <laughs> you know, super excited because we've been trying, hadn't worked. I in Columbus, Ohio at the time. And yeah, so I wanted to be an amazing mom, an amazing entrepreneur. And I knew nothing about how to be either. And there is no, there are no books. Right. There are no college education. There's no, how, you know, as much as parents or friends or tell you about their stories that can really prepare you for what's going to happen. And the emotional roller coaster of being a parent or being an entrepreneur, both are very much like raising babies. And so I just found myself feeling isolated. None of my friends had kids yet. Nobody else was running their own business. You know, my husband had a job, was massively supportive, but he didn't really know. And we didn't really know what to expect about when I'd make money or like, you know, I don't want to be a stay at home mom. And my husband luckily was the kind of person that was like, no, you know, you're a six figure earner. Like I expect you should be making that money, <laughs> you know, which is good because marry a person that has that like similar belief system as you, because if you want to have a job, but your husband thinks that you should stay at home with the kids and that's not what you want to do, like that's a, oh, that's, that's a red yeah, flag right there. Totally. So we were aligned in that way, but I felt guilty. I felt bad. And there was this moment and I feel like one of the most important things for women is pay attention to these moments, like listen to these moments. I was in a coffee shop in Columbus, Ohio, my son was like three months old, you know, sleeping next to me. And I saw a woman with her baby and then look like her mother and they were having coffee and the grandma picked up and like started rocking the baby. And I just broke down into tears because my family lived in Southern California and I'm really close to my mom and my stepdad, but I never really got to know my grandparents. And I remember always feeling like once I had kids, I didn't want that to be the case. And so I just broke down. And I was like, I want to be closer to family. Like the most important thing to me right now would be closer to my parents so that they can get to know my kids. It's like my favorite memories of my dad. He owned an auto body shop was getting to work in his shop. He airbrushed my name on a desk and I got to be his office manager during the summers. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. And those are some of my fondest memories of walking around with a clipboard and helping him do estimates and things like that. Like we think that we need to separate our kids from our work. And my stance is our kids want to understand what we do every day, like yeah. integrate kids into it. And the book came out and it just got such good feedback that, you know, like any good entrepreneur, I boss mom the hell out of everything <laughs> after that. <laughs> I, I haven't stopped since. <laughs> That's so funny. I actually, I noticed when we were together, you had your sticker on your computer and I was like, oh, I need to get a sticker for my computer that says shameless mom academy. <laughs> so it's one of the, in every coffee shop and everywhere I go, Every single time someone has a sister, someone has a mother, someone has a daughter, someone is, I actually get tons of people just from being in coffee shops that find out about me from the decal the on sticker. my sticker. I know. It's brilliant. So I need yeah. to shameless mom the heck out of everything. <laughs> everything. Yeah. Shameless. Get my car just wrapped. Shamelessly shameless mom everything. Yes. I'm going to. I'm totally going to. Okay. So you wrote the book. You are doing the business, building the business, and life is just magical and beautiful? <laughs> oh, God, no. Are you kidding? Oh, okay. Just checking. Yeah. I'm a big believer that happiness is moments. <laughs> yes, that's so true. And I wrote an article a long time ago about proactive crying. I was like, mm. I don't wait for myself to get upset. I, you know, throw on the notebook or PS, I love you. Great. <laughs> just massive tears. And I proactively cry because like we need to let those emotions out. So yeah. I embrace when I feel bad. I actually schedule everything around my period. Oh I have my a gosh. whole belief that I wrote about it in my second book. Like I literally know my emotional cycle based around my 
menstruation and I know that I am my best at content creation and just hunkering down in the last two weeks of the month. And when I'm in my like actual cycle and I feel more nostalgic and I don't, you know, feel as motivated to do things, that's when I do a lot of interviewing people and go on lunch dates and do a lot more of my, you know, visibility and marketing. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, so I cycle things around my period and I shamelessly do it because nice. I'm not going to deny the fact that I feel emotionally different at different times of my cycle. Before we dive deeper with Dana, let's talk about our first sponsor today, Canvas People. So Canvas People, I will say, has like retrained my brain when it comes to pictures, because now when I take really amazing pictures and post them on social media, or just let them hang out in my phone and never get around to posting them on social media, I do think oh my gosh, that's a good one. I'm going to need to pop over to Canvas People and get that printed. So Canvas People takes the pictures from your phone, puts them on beautiful canvases that you have printed and mailed to you. And then you can hang up your photos on your wall or put them up on your desk or put them somewhere where you actually see them and they're not just locked up in your phone for the rest of their little lives. So Canvas People is such a great, great service to really help you enjoy your photos. And they are helping all Shameless Mom enjoy their photos for free because when you go to canvaspeople.com and enter the code SHAMELESS, you are going to get a free 11 by 14 canvas print. That is a $70 value for free you just pay shipping. So go to canvaspeople.com today and enter the code shameless and then share on social media. When you get your print, tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy. I want to see your cute pictures that you're getting printed at Canvas People. So again, go to canvaspeople.com and enter the code shameless to get your free 11 by 14 print today. And now back to Dana. I've heard of a lot. I've actually in the last probably three months, I've heard of a handful of women entrepreneurs who do this. And the first time I heard this, I was like, what? And then I was like, now I'm like, have I like missed the memo? Is everyone doing this? So it's so funny to hear oh, that it's you're so hot right now. <laughs> yes. Do you know Elizabeth D'Alto or do you follow her? Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm friends so with her. I've heard her talk a lot about that and other people who are in her circle as well. But yeah, she was like one of the first people that I heard talk about it. You have to come out. It's the next time you're out in San Diego for anybody else listening. Cause I love, I love Elizabeth. She's amazing. And she is. Yeah. I met her through another friend, Samantha Skelly, who does hungry for happiness. And she introduced me and we went to one of Elizabeth's dance sessions. Oh, you, how was chance, it? Please do this amazing. because it was life changing. We got blindfolded and we just Gosh. had to dance in the same room with a bunch of people and express our ourselves in whatever way we wanted. It like, you know, it it sounds strange, but it's massively liberating. And if you talk about shameless, like her ability to help you become in tune with who you are and your body and how you feel and what you care about from a physical touch standpoint is yeah. magical. I would highly so it was cool. completely and massively uncomfortable, but life changing. <laughs> So she's been on the show. And for those of you who are listening and haven't heard her interview, I'll make sure I link it up in the show notes. And then she has her own podcast called Truth Telling. And I'm always sending people to listen to it. But we met through the fitness industry, like where oh, we yeah. were both personal trainers. And she left a long time ago. And I just sold my gym like a month ago. So <laughs> I feel like she's like this entity that is like evolved beyond my lifetime. <laughs> so I'm always oh, yeah. in awe of what she's doing. So I love that. Yeah. If you talk about shameless, that girl is totally shameless. Oh, so shameless. And I love That's it. Amazing. At some point when she becomes a parent, you know, if that is her choice, it's going to be awesome. Yes. She's yes. going to have the fiercest kids ever. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I want, yes. I want my kid to hang out with her kid. I know. I know. Right. <laughs> oh, so cool. Okay. So you have happy moments. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, it's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, 
IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. And proactive crying and scheduling things around your cycle. And then where do we go from there? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I'm a big believer in community. I'm a big believer in support. I am a big believer. Boss mom was not my first business. I think I've, I mean, I've always done content Mm -hmm. and marketing and those kind of leadership training and those kinds of things. But boss mom was my third attempt at like a brand. Right. And so for everybody that's listening, that's like, Oh, I'm going to start something. And then it doesn't quite go the way you want. Most people that are successful, it wasn't their first try. So just everybody know that every stage of your business is like having a baby. You know, my business goes through growing pains. You know, there's a chapter in the boss mom book that's like, is your business teething? (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I'm at the stage where my business is now a teenager and it's starting to come home with, you know, life lessons that I've got to decide Mm -hmm. how I'm going to guide it. Like we're, you know, getting big enough where we're influencing people in different ways and got to, you know, have to decide what am I going to teach my business? Like what's the legacy I want to do when it goes off and, you know, goes to college and I am an empty nester. Like what's that going to feel like? But leading up to that was all about building the team, building the community and building systems so that I can create the kind of business. I never step into my business just thinking what's going to happen today. I focus my tasks and my priorities based on what has to happen today. But I always come into the mindset of my business is going to grow up. It's my choice now to decide how it grows up. And it's my choice now to make sure I'm setting things in place so it grows up right. I love that. And I think there's a lot of parallels in that for parenting and just for like household management, like don't do things you suck at. And so figure out like, where are your strong points? Like if making the dinner is awful, but you're really good at crafting with your kids, prioritize the crafting and let someone else in the household take care of it or outsource it, you know, like figure out where your resources are best used and then go deep there. And that's going to where you're going to be able to make more meaningful connections and have more meaningful growth in whatever area of your life that is. So I I appreciate that point. Oh yeah, definitely. And the crafting not so good with my kids. (laughs) I'm good at tent building. Ooh, that's a good one. Excellent tent building. Yeah, I'm so curious too. For those listening, 
my former husband, because I'm separated now, loves to be outside with the kids. Like he just doesn't want to be cooped up in a house. He's really active, like wants to be outside. And that's awesome. I love that about him. I don't want to leave my house because my (laughs) kids have parameters in the house. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to watch them on a playground because I'll have a complete and utter boss mom confession. I'm not always a fan of other people's kids. Like (laughs) half the time I'm not a fan of my own kids. So I am not the person that throws big parties. I am not the person that has my kids' friends over to the house. Like I probably, you know, will not do big slumber parties. I don't do those things. Yeah. I'm not really a kid person. (laughs) (laughs) How old are your kids? Three and five. Okay. And I'm totally okay with that. I never babysat as a kid. Maybe if I did, I'd be different. But, you know, I was the youngest, so I never helped raise, you know, siblings. So, and I'm totally okay with that. So when I'm with my kids at home, I like us to be at home in our space that we're comfortable with, with, you know, the toys and activities that we have there. And I don't necessarily want to go out to a playground and watch them play with other kids and listen to other kids yell. And it's taken me a really long time to be completely okay with that because I always felt like that made me a bad parent that I don't want my kids to be outside. And my mom one day was like, Dana, what if the kids like live in places where it's wintry and they have like a week full of snow days. So they just have to play inside. Like plenty of kids stay inside all day. <laughs> like you're totally fine. I'm like, okay, good. So that's it's, yeah, so it took me a long time to be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. But I also think you're not alone in that. I love it when like when parents admit like, yeah, I'm not really that into kids. Like before I had a baby, I thought I was such a baby person. I'd love babies my whole life. And then I had a baby and I was like, huh, I don't really think I'm that much of a baby person <laughs> as it turns out. <laughs> so. No, I loved babies between the zero and six month mark because they really can't do anything and they just they're like limp and they lay on you and they're just cuddly and then between six months and like two I could probably do without because (laughs) like I love the memories and that's great yes they're like you're gonna miss those times I'm like not really no yeah no no, not really I remember one of my cousins saying it just keeps getting better. And she said this when her kids were like approaching middle school. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I was like, but they're not even that cute after, you know, a certain age. How could they keep getting better? And now as my son's five and a half, and I'm like, oh my God, he's so much better now. It's so much better. Like you don't need to always be cute and squishy. (laughs) It's way better when you're not. And I think what's so much fun right now is like when you get to see your kids' brains, like when their personality starts to come out and when they start, like they mimic you and then you realize, oh man, I totally say two more minutes way too often, (laughs) you know, and those kinds of things, you know, that's hilarious. Or like the other day we went to the zoo because I went outside with my children. Yay for me. Well done. I know. I know. I do it sometimes. And they, I was like, Hey guys, we did not bring any extra clothes because mom's really terrible at planning for your things, right? I'm the one that like would have to like, I'd have a three month old and then I'd have to like borrow a diaper from somebody because I'm like, darn it, I forgot the diaper. So (laughs) I was like, we have no extra clothes. So both of you are potty trained. Like you have to tell me if you need to go to the bathroom because we don't have extra clothes. And my daughter looked at me and she goes, okay, mom, but if there's no bathrooms, we can also pee on the grass. And I was like, that's oddly logical. I don't know who told you that's okay. Right. Thanks for the tidbit. (laughs) That's like my son's backup for everything when we're outdoors now we let him pee outside last summer for like a week while we were camping. So now it's like his solution for everything. Well, mom, we can just find a bush. I'm like, that's when we're camping. We are not finding a bush like at the park, porta potties across the way, whatever. It was a whole ordeal because I have a son who's older than my daughter that my daughter wanted to learn to pee standing up. It was a thing. It was a whole thing. Oh my gosh. I will confess to trying to train myself peeing standing up. And I was probably like seven or eight. Like it was not age appropriate anymore. And I was trying to figure out how to make it work. And I was like, okay, maybe if I like turn a different direction on the try. I mean, I don't think my mom ever knew I did this, but I got pee everywhere like multiple times trying to figure it out. I'm sure. Actually, I never realized when I became a parent, especially of like two opposite sex children, maybe this happens when you have like two boys too. But yeah, I often have to say everybody touches their own parts. That's a (laughs) phrase that comes out of my mouth. You can only touch your own parts, guys. I know you think it's funny to run around naked and touch each other, but it's going to vastly become not appropriate. So, Oh my gosh. Well, especially at those ages, they're like super exploratory. Well, you know what? So this is an interesting part, too, about being a woman, because, you know, talking about like going into this past year, 
I got a personal trainer and I got more fit. I've always been, you know, relatively fit, but I, you know, I had about 20 pounds and I have asthma and I was hit by a car when I was 10. So I have oh my gosh. all sorts of back injury stuff. So when I don't work out, I'm in a lot of chronic pain and I hadn't been. And I was in survival mode. I finally got a personal trainer because I do not do well with going to a gym and I wouldn't leave the house because my business was a priority, you know, so I would miss things. I'd pay for things and then miss them. So I finally just got an opportunity, obviously, you know, yeah, <laughs> to hire Jeff. Our friend Jeff. Yes. Yeah, if anyone wants a, a virtual trainer, trainer, let me know and I'll hook you up with Jeff. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I started training with Jeff and I actually had met him at social media marketing the year before. And that was a massive change for me because it took me a while. It almost took me like six months to really integrated into my life, like for it to really change everything in my life. For a while, it was just working out and being consistent with that. And, you know, it has its way of like, oh, I'm getting fitter. I should probably eat better. Oh, I should probably, you know, I've got more energy. Oh, I should, you know, all of those things. But that was a massive turning point for me because for all the moms out there that self-care is this thing that we, you know, talk about or joke about that we don't get, you know, for all of those times when I didn't put myself first or I just didn't really think about it, this shift happened. And I all of a sudden started to care more about my body and how I felt. And I felt sexier and I felt more me. And I stopped feeling just like a mom or just like this, you know, entrepreneur who has this persona online that we take professional pictures for. (laughs) And I just feel like a woman. And I will be totally honest. I hadn't felt that way in years. Mm. Like there is something about becoming a mom where this maternal instinct kicks in and you love your babies and you may even still wear nice clothes or things like that. But there's something as an identity that died in me where I felt this sexy woman, this part of me that was, you know, frisky and sassy and it turned into a mom. Right. And I felt like I couldn't have both of those things. And I got, you know, this fitness component, like reinvigorated that in me. And that's both awesome and can be damaging at the same time. And what I mean by that is when you start to get that reinvigorated in you and then you start to go, wow, I'm going to shave every day. And you know what? Maybe I'll get a life coach and I'll start, you know, clarifying my goals. Well, discovering yourself and caring more about yourself also helps you get to know yourself better. And that's actually when my marriage started really coming to light a lot of the issues we had because I was much more clear on what I wanted. I was much more clear on who I was and much more clear on how I felt and what I wanted in a relationship and what lit me up and what made me happy. And it wasn't necessarily in sync with what my husband at the time wanted. And it didn't mean it was bad. We have a very amicable relationship. It just you know, when you start to self care and you start to get to know yourself, just be aware that some of the things that you have surrounding you might not serve you anymore. Before we move on, let's talk about our second sponsor today, Prep Dish. So you all know I can't stand making dinner. It's literally my least favorite part of every day. So I love anything that is going to help me make that a little simpler, a little smoother. And this is why I love Prep Dish. Prep Dish is a healthy subscription-based meal planning service. So when you sign up, you're going to receive an email every week with your grocery list and instructions for prepping your meals ahead of time. The entire week's worth of meals will only take a couple hours of prepping on the weekend, and then you'll have all your meals ready for the whole week. Think about what a time saver that is if you're used to spending you know, 30 to 60 minutes prepping a meal every night. This is going to be such a game changer for you. You're going to save time and have amazingly delicious meals like smoky paprika chicken legs with a roasted trio of vegetables or turkey and zucchini lasagna. So lots of really good stuff that you are actually going to love, and their meals are gluten free, dairy free, paleo, real food meals. So really healthy options here, which you're going to love. This is going to help you save time, be more efficient. And also your meals are going to be way more stress free and super tasty. So get a two week trial with prep dish by going to prepdish.com slash shameless. Again, that's prepdish.com slash shameless. And you can get two weeks free, get your meal plan, get your recipes, get your shopping list and get going on making dinner a little easier. Again, that's prepdish.com slash shameless. And now back to Dana. That's such an interesting point. It's almost like an implosion versus an explosion. (laughs) I think when most people envision a relationship falling apart, you envision it being this explosion versus kind of an implosion where you do all the work on yourself. And then the more you look in, the more you start to see the cracks and the things maybe that you aren't willing to compromise on anymore or settle with anymore. 
So tell us about in recognizing all of that, what prompted you to actually take steps? Because I think a lot of people might start seeing things along those lines in their relationship, especially when you have little kids and especially when you stop identifying with yourself as being like Sarah anymore. You're like, I'm just this mom Mm -hmm. dinner maker person. So when you start to see this in yourself and you start to see like, wow, actually I do want to be more of me and I do want to return to this, like, or either return to the sexy person or become this person and like identify in a certain way. And that's not really going to fit into the mold that your marriage is in at this time. How do you take action on that? Like, where do you go with that? Was that paralyzing for you or was it clear that you needed to take steps? Well, I think I initially did what most women do, which is I gave subtle, underhanded comments and signals <laughs> that I thought were blatant that anybody would get and that my husband in no way recognized. Or <laughs> right? he's like, why didn't you just tell me you wanted me to do that thing? Right. And you're like, I thought I did when I sort of randomly made that comment of that right. movie reference where that person wanted that thing to do that thing. Right. And you didn't get that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that's where I started, which is totally unhelpful. <laughs> any woman is wondering. And yes, it's totally a woman thing. <laughs> If I had a nickel for every time I have a guy friend where I see them write an email to somebody else in business that is something that's like a big decision and no woman would ever do that in email. We would always have a conversation and it would always be emotional and they don't do that. They're like, no, I got to get this thing done. And I'm like, you just can't fight it, man. Men and women are different. (laughs) Like, let's just recognize that. And I'm totally okay with it. So this is what I did. Last year was really hard, not just from a separation standpoint. Before the separation happened, my aunt got cancer and came to live with us for six weeks. Just logistically, it made sense. And so she came to live with us and I would take her to radiation and things like that. And at that same time, we put our house up for sale, which was really stressful. And like three months before that, my grandpa died. So it was like, you know, and my business is trying to grow and we're in total survival mode. You know, my daughter is not even two yet. And my son's like four. It's just a really hard time. And it was just really hard. So I hired a life coach. So what I would tell you is the very first thing that I did after trying to be, you know, just sort of give some hints and hints don't work is I decided to get a life coach because what I recognized is some of the things in many of my relationships, not just with my husband, was that I have triggers and I have things that make me feel like my, you know, my husband would say something and I would feel like he, you know, made me feel dumb. Right. Mm. And it's not because he thought I was dumb. I've known for a fact, my husband doesn't think that, but he's not in my business and he didn't understand my business decisions because, you know, a massive corporation, which he worked at versus my startup and online community, they don't run the same way. And so he would say things and say like, I don't know why, like, why are you doing that? But he would say it in a way that he didn't realize was really demeaning to me. So that would be a trigger for me. And then I'd be angry and then he'd be angry and, you know, different situations with like that with people that maybe I worked with or in my community or things like that. And so We don't know how to deal with those without professional help. I just honestly believe that. We're not innately taught how to psychologically deal with our emotional triggers. We emotionally just react, which is one of the good things about kids now or in the time that we're in now is that there's so much more of teaching us how to help teach our kids coping mechanisms with their emotions and things, which I, I love and I really believe in. So I hired somebody to help me. And the biggest thing that she did was she helped me walk through my triggers. And when this thing happens, you react this way. And why do you react that way? And how can we change that? And how can you be in control of it? And when do you need to let go? When do you need to listen to yourself? And when all these different things. And so I really think a lot of why my relationship ended amicably is because I had somebody walking through those things with me. So I didn't just react to things as they happened. I was prepared to react to things as they happened. That makes so much sense. And I think that objective third party, I mean, even though she would have probably like been on your side, so potentially a little subjective, but that person that's outside of the situation makes all the difference where it's not just the two of you spinning in your heads and spinning between each other, but you have this outside person who can like be your grounded check-in place and a uh, place to land, which I think makes a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. So if I'm anybody who separation situation, get a life coach, get somebody who can coach you on transitions, like all of those things, just get somebody. And I would say, don't let it be a friend of yours. Right, right. Yeah. Don't let it be a parent. Totally have those people. A trained professional. But it's a different kind of support. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, because I would tell her things and she would say, so what I heard you say is this word five times or what I heard you say is this. Let's talk about that. And I'd be like, I don't want to talk about that. (laughs) And she's like, that's why we have to talk about it. Dana." I'm like, oh, you're you're evil and brilliant all at the same time. (laughs) You know, but it, it was massively helpful. And so what it allowed me to do is actually come into conversations that were real conversations and hard conversations with my spouse about what wasn't working and what I wasn't happy about and come at it from a place of logic mm-hmm. as opposed to just a place of emotion. And that yeah. was really helpful because then, you know, here's the thing. If I thought that my love language and his love language and the things we want in life were potentially able to realign, then we would just keep working on it and we would figure it out. And what I told people when I did my video about the separation, because I wanted to tell the community, that's one of the things I said is like, go to counseling, like go together. Like I had a life coach and then Ryan and I went to counseling and, you know, and we didn't do it as long as some people would. But if you know that there just needs to be a realignment, then give it that time and like give it that effort. If you know that you guys have different wants, different needs. And in my case, I feel like the love language that I need was really exhausting for my spouse, right? Mm. And his space is that he likes routine and he likes, you know, predictability. And that's the way his personality works. And that's good. There's nothing bad about that. That's good. For me, I like a lot of flexibility. I like to do things off the cuff. I like to be spontaneous. And I run my business in that way in some aspects. And that really like that was exhausting for him. Yeah. And so I want him to be happy. And part of us separating isn't just about us, you know, trying to figure out how we can make each other happy. Like, I really don't believe in the term happy wife, happy life. And I think that you should never yearn to say that. And if your husband says that, you should correct him because life is happy when everybody is trying to make everybody happy. (laughs) You know, life is happy when we all recognize we all need things. And if I expected us to just work on it so that my husband could do everything that made me happy, but I know that doing those things are really hard and exhausting to him. him. Yeah, that's not really fair. I want him to meet somebody where doing the things that make them feel loved, it comes easier. Right, right. You know, and I want him to find that because I know he can. And we just are different people than we were 10 years ago, you know, when we got together. And I think recognizing that, that it comes from a place of respect for the other person. And believe me, there are crappy relationships. So if you're in a crappy relationship and I'm telling you that you just need to approach everything with respect and you're looking at me like I'm a crazy person, I totally know this is not everybody. But for those of you that are, like, I really do believe separation can be amicable when there is respect. And every time I talk about him or with him, there's respect. He's a great person. He's a great dad. And we just aren't meant to be lovers, which is really like, I don't want a roommate. I want a lover. Mm, (laughs) I mean, now that you're feeling all sexy in yourself, you got to get it all. Well, yeah. And for everybody too, like you may not be the kind of girl that's like, oh yeah, I want to wear lingerie and be sexy, but every woman should feel attractive. And I gave this at my last boss mom retreat and everybody looked at me like I was crazy, but I'm going to stand by (laughs) because I had Jen Rosenbaum who you actually, you should totally know if you don't know her already, but she's a really well-known boudoir photographer. Okay. She travels all over talking about it, but she launched a brand called Shamelessly Feminine and she's done a TEDx talk about it and everything like that. But she came to talk about it because she had breast cancer and she got a double mastectomy and, you know, is this boudoir photographer and her whole identity of what attractive is. And we had this, I ended up crying on stage. Everybody cried. Everybody in the room was crying. But I told everybody, I was like, I want this challenge. I want to go home and I want you to do like when nobody's at home for the day, I want you to just be naked the entire day write some emails naked, cook your food naked, like do whatever naked. And if you can't be comfortable with your own self for one afternoon without your clothes on, then how are you going to go out and confidently run a business and confidently be a parent? Like we need to be comfortable with ourselves. And that is what the confidence and attractiveness comes from. I think is once we just get comfortable with ourselves. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so good. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought provoking experts and friends at Mindful Mama. We know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. 
Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. I want to know from people when you all get naked for an afternoon, just I want you to shoot me some messages and let me know how that goes. I think that's a really cool challenge. And I think that you make such great points around that. That's such a great idea. And now I need to figure out how I can. Yeah. And I think it's sad that in America, we think being naked for any long period of time is weird. Yeah. Like anywhere else in the world, nudity is not weird. Right. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Like families in France and Ireland and, you know, like families see each other naked until the kids leave the house. Like it's not strange. Nudity is not weird. Sexual. Yeah. 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 It's not sexual and it's not something that needs to be hidden. And so like, I wish America was more like that. Not so that we traipsed around in boy shorts and boobs hanging out. Like that's not the point. The point is, is that we're all bodies are beautiful. Right. Like just the natural state of a body is beautiful and the way your body moves and like you as a person and how you are like clothes help define our personality. But just being naked with yourself is pretty awesome, too. And everybody should do it more often. Totally, totally. I'm going to put that in the show notes. That'll be like one of the bullets for the show notes about like why you should just spend way more time naked with yourself and everyone else. (laughs) Yeah, and everyone else. Let's make it a group thing. Right. So what do you want other boss moms and shameless moms to know about embracing their power and expanding their minds and hearts through tough transitions as you've done? Well, one is, this is what I would say. My dad has a quote that is my favorite quote ever. And he, it's from a recent conversation we had actually. And he said, Dana, hope is not in the situation. It's in the solution, right? And it came up from a conversation where we, basically we were talking about the state of the world today and like how we feel about it. And it was a little bit sad in some situations. And And I said, I can't think like that. I have kids. I have to believe that the world is amazing and that my kids, you know, that I didn't like, birth my kids into this place that's not amazing. And he's like, that's absolutely not helpful, Dana. And I was like, what do you mean that's not helpful? And he said, hope is not in the situation, it's in the solution. He goes, if you think that you have to have hope today, that you have to have a bright outlook, that you have to be happy and feel like today is good. And he goes, then we will never be able to have the serious, hard and honest conversations about what we need to do and what needs to be different in order for us to have hopeful futures. And he said, for every every mom, for every person, and I know exactly how you feel. You feel I have to be happy. I have to be excited. Like the world is a good place for my kids. And you know what? That stress I'm going through or the difficulty in my business or the difficulty in my marriage or the difficulty in my self-image or my eating or whatever it is, I can't think about that right now because I've got to be happy for my kids and I'm just going to you know, push through it. And you can't do that because hope is not in the situation. You have to be honest with yourself, get the support you need, talk through it, cry in the corner, cry on the bathroom floor. I've done it. We've all done it. It's okay. It's a cold, wonderful place (laughs) that will support you. (laughs) Do what you have to do. Be angry sometimes. Like if you've ever watched the Inside Out movie, the cartoon from Disney, it tells you that maturity is when we recognize that all of our emotions play an important part in our lives. And recognizing that is important. So let those out, get the support you need. Be honest about what's happening that's not working now so that you can create a hopeful solution for the future that actually works for you. And then all you have to do is take one step at a time to get there. And eventually you wake up in the morning and you'll go, wow, I really like today. I'm pretty pumped about what's going to happen today. I think that's what success is, is when you wake up in the morning and you're like, ooh, I would much rather stay awake and do what I have planned today than go back to sleep and hope that my dreams are better than what my life is. Right, right. 
Oh, I love that. So I want to make sure I give this credit in the, the right way. Was that a quote from your dad, his own quote, or was that from someone else? I believe it's his own quote. Okay. Okay. It's I a have very it. quotable dad. As I typed it out, I was like, he must have gotten that somewhere. <laughs> so. He is an entrepreneur. He is like my absolute total mentor. I someday plan on writing a book about like 15 lessons oh. my dad taught me that will change your life <laughs> or something like that. So <laughs> awesome. That is so cool. Okay. I want you to tell us one of your superpowers is building communities and building community around moms. So can you talk about why community is so crucial for moms and how can moms build communities that we love? Because I think community and connection and camaraderie are like the biggest things, one of the biggest ways for us to find our own happiness. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually having a conversation about this earlier this morning with somebody else in our space. And I think that, you know, everybody talks about like circles of influence, Mm -hmm. And I talk about in the Confessions of a Boss on the second book, I talk about your circles of understanding. And so part of the reason why I think communities and picking the right communities are so important is because you have to be really conscious about who you surround yourself with and the types of ways you ask them to support you and that you let them support you. So, for instance, you may love your mom with all of your heart. I do. I don't ask my mom about business. You want to know why? Because my mom doesn't know my space. She doesn't understand online business. She doesn't need to. That's not the world that she lives in. So when I ask my mom if a business idea is good, she wants to help me because she loves me. But her version of help is not coming from a place of mutual understanding of the space that I'm in. And therefore, a lot of times I feel like she gives me an answer where I feel like I'm making the wrong choice or I feel bad about it or I start to question myself. No bueno, right? (laughs) Right. So don't do that. So you've got to understand where you need support. And I go to my mom for certain things. And then for certain parenting things, I go to other people. And for certain business things, I go over here. And for certain relationship things, I go over to these different places. And so you find communities that understand you and are your kind of people that can be your circle of understanding. And I even say that from my son had a really hard time potty training, like really traumatic. I don't know why. And it may have been something we did to try and do the weekend training that didn't work and it traumatized him. He didn't become potty trained until he was almost four and a half. And it was like, he wouldn't go to the bathroom for like seven days. We had to do like the little enema E things. It was horrible. Oh it was gosh. horrifying. Poor kid. Yeah. Poor you guys. That sounds not yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. I love my brother. My brother and his wife are amazing people and I hurt them, you know, more than all the world. Their kid didn't train that way. And they sent me a book, an ebook, and they're like, hey, read this ebook because this was helpful to us. And the first page in the ebook said, if you say that your kid just isn't ready, you're not a dedicated enough parent. And I was like, well, I'm burning this book. Here's the thing. That comment to my brother and my sister-in-law really resonated. They were like, yes, my kid is ready. Like, I'm going to do this the way this woman taught. And it resonated with them. And that's good. That woman has probably helped thousands and thousands of people potty train. It didn't resonate with me. And it didn't resonate with my situation. So what I did is I went into my community, or you go into a community that makes sense for you. And I said, hey, I'm having a heck of a time potty training. This is my situation. Can anybody just share their story? And I'm telling you, case studies work. Case studies work in businesses to help get business. Case studies work when you're talking about research. Case studies work when you need help in a situation. Don't ask them to give you advice. Just ask anybody out there to give them their situation. That's why podcasts are so great. Just tell me your story. Yeah. I want to hear it. And all these women came out of the woodworks and I went, oh, thank God. I am not the only person (laughs) that has had this massively traumatizing situation. And what it does, and this is why community is so beautiful. What it did is it relieved this feeling like it was my fault. Right. When it wasn't. I mean, maybe it was, who knows, but it certainly wasn't something that was abnormal (laughs) to happen. And my daughter potty trained at two and a half. She just got up one day and was like, I think I'll go to the bathroom. And I was like, (laughs) really? Seriously? You know, and so that community is so important. Find your circles of understanding and don't just have one community. Don't expect that one person in your life is going to fill every emotional need that you have. They can't. And every, you know, advice that you have, and it's always going to be the right advice. Find communities that will support you in the place that you need to be supported and only ask them to support you in that place. That makes so much sense. Yeah. And it alleviate a lot of guilt in your life. Yeah. Well, it also protects those relationships because, you know, your example of like, you know, trying to connect with your mom over business. It's like, if you continually tried to do that, it would probably really erode your relationship because you would get frustrated, annoyed, bitter, whatever. Like it wouldn't serve the relationship. And 
So you actually protect the relationship by kind of defining like our relationship is best in this capacity or in, you know, serving each other in this way. And then these relationships over here are best in this capacity. Like my husband is my graphic designer because it's his business. I'm telling you, it's not a real functional relationship for my husband to be my web designer. And I joke about it because I'm like, well, I get great, cool websites for free. And also we both basically want to kill each other because of the nature of trying to do that as spouses and on like weekend time and whatever. So it's like, that's actually not a good crossover for us, even though it's his skill set and it, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's all kind of relevant. Worlds colliding. Yeah. It's (laughs) my website community probably should not be my husband, you know? Yeah. So the third book I'm writing is called Climb Your Own Ladder, Becoming the CEO of Your Own Business. And I just did a talk on it recently. It doesn't come out till October, but I just did a talk on it recently because part of what you should do in your business is build buzz and get people interested so they're excited when it comes out. But one of the pillars of it, and I, because I love visual things, I make a lot of dating references to your business and kid references because it all makes it more understandable. And one of the things that everybody said really resonated with them as I said, that when, you know, one, you can only have one ladder at a time. It's very risky to try and jump ladders mid-climb, right? So just stop trying to have a billion things at once. Just climb one thing at a time. And one of the other things was, is that when you buy a ladder, it always recommends that someone stands at the bottom and keeps it sturdy, right? So you should always have somebody holding your ladder. And so I go, that's great. Here's the thing. If you had to stand up on a ladder and paint a house and you were up on your ladder for four hours, would you ask one person to hold that ladder for four hours? That'd get pretty exhausting, wouldn't it? (laughs) Being supportive can be exhausting, just like being supported sometimes can feel exhausted. So recognize that don't ask people to do more then make sense. Ask them to do what they can do well and what they can really be helpful with and then give them a break. Yeah, yeah. You know, and good point. As far as the building community, like that same thing applies, that parameters, putting scope, putting boundaries. When we built the Boss Mom community, we had to decide just like you would in a company culture. Think of your community, if you're going to build one, as if it were a company with, you know, doors and windows and rooms, and you were going to decide what is the culture going to be in my company? Am I going to have a bunch of rec rooms? Is everybody going to have closed doors? Are we going to take all the doors away? Is it going to be a party every day? Is it going to be serious? Are we going to have emotional hugs and kumbayas? Or are we going to have tequila shots? Like you make those decisions about what your culture is and what that means. One of the things that was really important to me is I feel like we feel guilty because we question our decisions. We don't have decision confidence. So when you're not sure if you're making the right decision, you feel guilty about whatever decision you made, right? And whether you spent more time at work or with your kid or the way you're raising them, or did you breastfeed long enough or anything like that? So I want to give decision support. So think tanking to me and having the community help you make decisions was one of the most important parts of my company culture. I wanted the community to feel like they had other women that could help them make decisions in their business. So we created the boss mom community very much like a think tank and we protect it fiercely to feel that way. And because of that, women can actually come in and they feel like they do get that support and other people actually find out more about their business than if they were just promoting and telling about it because we're all actually helping each other make decisions in our business. So deciding what your culture is, if you thought about your community like a company, like a building How would you populate it and what would the culture look like and what would you do to help cultivate that culture and protect that culture? And that's a really great place to start to figure out what your community is going to feel like. Before we wrap with Dana, I want to tell you about our final sponsor today, Studio Headphones. So Studio has been so kind to send me multiple products of theirs to test over the last year. And every time they send me something... I love it. And so their newest headphones are their Neva headphones. And these are wireless earbuds. And they're super sexy. Everything that Studio has actually is super sexy. So I got the white earbuds with pink rose gold buttons on them. They're so pretty. I feel super fancy pants when I wear them. And I love the way they work too. So they have multiple ear fittings to make sure that they fit either of your ears. Cause I'm one of those people whose ears are different sizes. And so I have to use different earbud sizes, like different little caps on the end of them in each ear. Cause I'm special. And these earbuds are, have great quality sound. They have a three and a half hour battery life, plus this cute little charger that has full four full charges. So you're actually going to get 17 hours of battery life out of the headphones before you have to plug the charger back in. 
The design is gorgeous. They ship free worldwide and they're offering all shameless moms a discount. So if you go to studio.com, that's S-U-D-I-O.com and enter the code S-M-A as in Shameless Mom Academy at checkout, you're going to get 15% off your entire order of any other headphones. So I have tested the Trey, the Regent, and now the Neva, and I love them all and highly recommend them all. So definitely pop over to studio.com and use the code S-M-A at checkout to get your headphones today. And now let's wrap up with Dana. I love that. I love the idea of relating it and keeping it parallel to corporate culture. And because then there is like, there's a clear mission and boundaries and parameters around things. And I think you can have that even if it's like building a community of moms who do brunch, you can still have like parameters and boundaries and a mission and like all those things so that it doesn't become like moms who do brunch, who only complain about their husbands. I mean, maybe you want that to be your culture, but maybe you don't. And so I think that makes so much sense. Okay. So now that you've given us all these great little uh, insights to your community, tell us how you serve boss moms and shameless moms and where listeners can go to connect with you. Yeah. So I mainly help moms who are trying to start businesses. And a lot of times it's businesses online. Some of my women want to be millionaires and some just want vacation money and some just want to be able to quit their job, you know, so that they can stay part time with their kids or so that they can pop out more kids, you know, (laughs) or maybe they, they want to have kids and they don't feel like they can because they're in an industry that isn't very conducive to that. So I actually help women start businesses. I help them understand and navigate the online space. I help them understand how to create buzz, how to grow their business. We call it how to nurture and raise your business is basically we do that. And we do that through online coursework. We do that through online community. We do that through the events that we do. We have one day workshops and we have the boss mom retreat. So we have all sorts of things. And boss-mom.com is our main website where it can show you all those things. You can get to our podcast. You can get to my books. You can get to the Facebook community. You can find out about all my programs. You can get on a call with me and we can figure out what is it that you need. So it's just a great place to start. And I would say the first step is just join our Facebook group. We just hit 26,000, but it's massively intimate. We have ambassadors and a community manager. It's really protected and a really great space. And that's a good place to start to just see if that kind of community is the kind of community you want. And then see if you want me and my community to be part of your circle of understanding in some way so we can figure out how we can support you. I love that. This has been so great. So fantastic. I so appreciate you being here and sharing what you've done professionally, but also I really appreciate the personal stories that you've shared as well. I always think that that is what is most touching and significant to listeners is to be able to find those vulnerable, relatable spaces among a bigger conversation. So I really appreciate you digging deep and going there with us and spending time in the Shameless Mom Academy today. Oh, well, thanks for hanging out with me. I had a blast. So anything that's been mentioned in the show, I'll make sure that all those links are over at shamelessmom.com with this episode. And then, oh, you told me that you have a training that you thought would be helpful to my community. Oh, yeah. Well, so one of the biggest things we find is that moms, whether you are a boss mom or not, although I would like to think that everybody's a boss mom because we all do things outside of just be a parent. We all have Mm -hmm. passions and I think you should pursue them, whether you make it a business or not. But the biggest thing is time management. We don't know how to manage our time. We don't know how to prioritize. There is a free tool called Trello that is, when I discovered it years ago, it changed my life from a business and personal perspective. Like I even plan my, you know, holiday cards and gifts and things through there and birthday parties and, you know, meal planning, as well as my entire business and team is run through this tool. We have a free training where I literally walk you behind all of my boards and how I use them in my business and my life so that you can understand how that works. And we've had, I don't know, 10,000 or so people go through it and we've gotten amazing results. Um, Women who have like completely been able to reorganize things and say, I didn't think I could start that business, but now I can. Or I didn't think I could manage this thing, but now I can. So it's the best resource for moms or really anybody. And that one's super easy. It's just boss-mom.com forward slash Trello and it takes you right to it. Perfect. So that'll be in the show notes as well. So thank you. Thank you. This has been so fun. I really, really appreciate you being here today, Dana. And I, um, I hope to connect with you in person again very soon. Oh, yeah. Thank you again. I miss your face. Oh, thank you. Happy we got to connect again. Yes. 
Thank you so much for spending time with Dana and me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I hope you learned something. I hope you feel totally inspired and fired up. And maybe you're going to spend some time today just hanging out naked. Who knows? So remember that these conversations always are continued over in our new private Facebook group. And you can join that group there by going over to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook, and I will get you approved as soon as I possibly can so that you can be having these shameless conversations like Dana and I just had with other women in our community. If this is your first time joining us in the Shameless Mom Academy, know that we do have new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. So please come back in just a few days for another episode. And please share this episode if you think it would touch another mom's life in a positive way. If you think it would help another mom become a little more shameless in her day, please share this out. You can share the episode by taking a screenshot and sharing it on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Instagram or Facebook. You can also share the episode by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 238, where all the show notes are for this episode. So any links that Dana mentioned, you can also get the link for the show there and you can share that out on social media or via email or text or whatever works for you. So we will be back in a few days with another episode. I can't wait to connect with you again soon and over on Facebook and our Facebook group. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Ko, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.